Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good morning, 24 Carat Conversations. Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. How are you doing, my peeps? So today, I get the honor once again of having my daughter, Dominique Mantelli, come on. Woo-hoo. And yeah. Yay. Yay! We wanted to. Did you miss me? <laughs> well, eh. I mean, you know, I see you a lot, yeah. so I don't really miss you. But I'm sure that the audience I'm sure misses, misses you. Misses me. <laughs> I totally missed you. So we just had um, Dom come on by herself. We're going to have Nina come on in another episode. We wanted to dive a little deeper. Um, we know last time we shared a little bit of uh, Dom's story, going through childhood of being raised in a Christian home and her journey through New York, but. We wanted to hear a little bit more because honestly, the listeners are listening. Yeah, went yeah. up when the girls came on, and I think it's just because they're younger. <laughs> what Tired is there about old ladies? Jeez. No one wants to hear us. We have those like little nuggets of wisdom here and there where oh, we're like once in a while, yeah. <laughs> little like, little nuggets of wisdom. Uh, calm it down, yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm perfect. That's but, what she yeah. So I mm. I love hearing Dom's story, even though I am her mom, but I. I think that it is important for other viewers to hear from a perspective of someone who is 26 years old. You're kind of in the middle stage of like coming out of your youth and going into this full on adulthood. And so we just want to hear from you, Dom. Well, I just want to say that um, I said this to someone the other day. You're truly, truly an adult when you start having to pay for health (laughs) care. So I turned 26. This has been a big thing for her. Yeah, oh 26. Yes. She's turned, like, you're not paying for my health care anymore? I turned 26, and I was like, okay, this is this is it. it. Well, guess what? You about fully about <laughs> before Obamacare, you would have been an adult at age, like, 21, I oh, think it was. Oh, I think that was the cutoff thank before. You, Obamacare. See, <laughs> they let you go to 26. So. Yeah, I was like... This is this is a hardship for me the past few months <laughs> trying to figure all this out myself. But I have to say, she researched all of it herself, and she would refer back to Dad and I about certain things, and she made the decision. And Rhonda, all of it. yeah, <laughs> Our and her Auntie Rhonda, Rhonda. I she was, was like, like, "Please help, girl. <laughs> let me tell you, no. <laughs> just do it for me." Yeah, I know. <laughs> I understand. But you did it, and now you have your own health insurance. Yeah. Brava! I feel like, I'm literally like an adult. <laughs> She's oh. legit an adult. <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness. So tell us, uh, growing up in a Christian home, going to church every Sunday, going to a Christian high school, how's your life, Dom? <laughs> well, I mean, so like, yeah, like we said, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home and went to a Christian middle school, high school, went to church every Sunday, went to Wednesday night Bible study, you know, little small groups. And at that point, it just started to become really overwhelming for me and like, Part of me wanted to just run away and, and kind of be like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, I, I don't want to have to be that Christian stereotype. Because I think for high schoolers, you do have this Christian stereotype on your back. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to go to college, 
be my own person, not have that stereotype, and kind of live my life the way I want to live it. So stereotype in the sense of you think you have to be perfect? Yeah, I just think as if you're a Christian in high school, you get looked on as being perfect, but you also get Mm -hmm. looked on as, oh, well you're not going to do anything fun because you're a Christian mm. or like, you And that's know, that you went to a Christian school. And I went to a Christian is, high school. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. granted, like my mm. high school, you know, because we were Christian, a lot more open to it, but it's like, you still have those little yeah. cliques and mm-hmm. groups, of course. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even to like into college, I feel like it was the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you didn't really want to say you were a certain religion, right. especially in a secular college. You right. know, I think if you're going yeah. to Christian college, it could be different, but I think or it's, not. I mean, okay. So let's, let's sit there for mm-hmm. a minute because seriously, I think this is something that Christian moms, like they're homeschooling, mm-hmm. they're trying to do all these mm-hmm. right things. We need to be real about, even if you go to a Christian college, Rhonda, you can speak to that. No, I absolutely can speak to it. I mean, I know that uh, Nina was shocked with some of the behaviors that came out of, from a Christian university, because I think she had the opposite view, where she was like, okay, I'm leaving this public high school to Mm -hmm. go to this Christian college where it's It's kind of safe and it's going to be, and in a weird way, it was almost, it was disappointing. (laughs) In a weird way, it's like, it's not worse, but disappointing. Disappointing. It was disappointing because I think like you have these, and again, here we go with expectations, right? We have these expectations that people are going to be a certain way. And then you realize, oh no, every everyone is kind of the same yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and it's almost, it's almost, it is almost worse in the way that it's more hidden and yeah. it's not as like right there in your face. Like yeah. whereas with a, you know, a secular college, it's like, whatever here, I'm going to be drinking. But with like a Christian college, it might be like, like, Oh, let's, oh hide let's hide it. Hide it. Yeah. yeah. So, Oh, we're 21 sure. and we can't have it because right. we're a dry campus. So right. we're going to hide it and yes. you know, all that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, so we do have those Christian stereotypes and, And I think coming out of high school, you're super, you're hit hard with them Mm -hmm. because it's like, you're not going to do anything fun. You're not a fun person. You know, it'll also be kind of that weird, like, like, I think guys kind of see this sometimes. It's like, Ooh, a Christian girl, like, what can I get her in trouble with? You know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's certain stereotypes that you just are like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, for me, I just wanted to run away, get out, and, like, kind of hide myself almost. And so... Is that why you ran away to New York? Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> There's multiple She reasons. had to go far away. <laughs> I purposely did not apply to any college in California because I did not want to be in California. Like, I say that all the time. I did not want to be in California. I wanted to go away. Which I is funny because you came back and your sister I stayed. I still, <laughs> I, still I just think, too, I, I wanted to have this, like... Separation. I just thought, I I think I thought if I went to a different state or if I went to a, like, totally different environment, I'd be different. And so, for me, I was like, oh, going to New York, I'll be this, like, fun, cool New York chick, like, single, and, you Did know. you think you would also um, take, oh, you know, like... For, for me, I was always, like, John Martinez's daughter, like, yeah. wherever mm-hmm. I went. And so, like, when I moved to Gilroy, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, new. Rhonda Velez, yeah. right? And I'm not yeah. I'm not John's daughter. And so yeah. I think a lot of times when you get, like, into this a place where town. you're, yeah, especially yeah. a small yeah. town. Like, everybody well, knows you. Everybody knows your mom. They know your dad. And so you just kind of feel like if I stay even in California, well, like, where do I get my own identity? They mm-hmm. knew my grandpa. They knew my great-grandpa. Right. They knew my last name. They knew my, you know. Right. So it was like, 
even in, in elementary school, I will vividly remember the day, like, I'm sitting in the middle of class, our principal comes in, and he's, like, talking to the whole class, and he zeroes me out, and he goes, oh, Mantelli, isn't that blah, 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 and I was like, whoa, okay, like, I'm literally, what, you didn't eight, know. I, I have no idea, and yeah. I'm like, um, and everyone's staring at me, mm. so, like, I think ever since then, I was like, I don't want to be yeah. known, I don't want to be in this town, everybody knows, you know, my parents, right. everybody knows mm-hmm. my family, and so, yeah, I mean, going to New York, it was just, let me run away. Be your own identity. Yeah, yeah. let me be my own yeah. identity, so mm-hmm. I always say, you know, I leaned a lot on my parents' faith throughout those years because I knew they had a really good faith, and that was great. And then when I went to college, I was like, you know, I'm going to put God on the shelf. Like, I know he exists. I believe in him. But I just don't want to deal with him. Like, <laughs> I want to live my own life. I don't have time for you guys. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, you know <laughs> what? When I have a pro- when I have kids, when I'm married, <laughs> like, I'll bring him back in my right. life. Wow. And, like, everything will be fine. But it was like, through those years, I started, you know, I was living my own life but I wasn't happy and I was like super kind of lonely and they always joke like New York is the most loneliest place Mm -hmm. it's filled with people but you're always going to be lonely Mm -hmm. unless you have like those core people Mm -hmm. so I did have a lot of my friends and and I just didn't have the same connections I have here and like shout out to any of my New York friends that are listening because they might listen yeah (laughs) I still love you guys and and they know that but I didn't have the same connection I do with my Mm -hmm. friends here and so For me, um, you know, I just, I started to feel super lonely and I was like, how can I get back to kind of where I was? And every time we would, or I would come back home to California, um, my family and I would go to church at New Hope, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, where we are now. And they had just started going when I left. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know anyone. So I was still kind of like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, I don't know anyone here really. So, and I, (laughs) I'm going to call her out and you guys are going to laugh at this story. I think I've told you the story before, but... Um, so we walk into church and my parents knew this, this, uh, woman really well. And I guess they would always talk to her about me and I never knew. I walk in one Sunday and this girl comes out to me and she's like, hi, Dominique. Oh my God, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited. And I'm sitting there like, what the heck? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, um. And did you take a Xanax this morning? No, I I literally was like, this is fake. I came home to my mom. I said, this is fake. Like, she was not that happy to see me. And my mom's like, that's her personality. So I'm just going to call her out. Laura Stefani. Oh, I love you. Laura. And I've told this before. I'm like, so you were cute. seriously like the biggest joy. Because she was yeah. able to to come up to me. And I just was like, why is she so happy? Like, ew. And then I was like, wait, I kind of want that happiness. Mm. Like, I want to be able to go up to someone and be like, wow, I'm so happy you're here. Like, oh my gosh. But like, I laugh because that really is her personality. It really like, is. She is just constantly like, yes, we love joyous. you, Laura. I love oh, you, I miss Laura. You better so listen to this, Laura, because we love you. 24 <laughs> yeah. Karat loves we you. We love yeah. you. Love you. <laughs> yeah. And, and just for a minute to sit with that is that is the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Just exactly what you said is, I think I want that. Well, like it bugged you at first. It was like, whoa, that's a lot. And then you're like, wait, why? What is that secret ingredient? So I think it's important for people listening, your impact. So I, I forgot about that story, but your impact on people 
when you go out in the world, you have no idea the people that you're affecting yeah. and you're touching by the joy of who you are yeah. and being genuine in well, that. And so I never thank realized, you, Laura Stefan. Yeah. Yeah. And I never realized that like she was truly the one that like turned my yeah. head until um, I went on a Philippines mission, missions trip um, a couple years ago. And we had the first thing they tell you when you go on a mission trip, you have to have your personal testimony. And I'm sitting here like, I don't have a personal testimony. What do you mean? Because in my opinion, you're always like, you have to have this big, big dramatic story, yeah, yeah. story of coming to the Lord. And I'm like, I always knew the Lord, so I don't understand. Like, right. So for me, I was always kind of like, I don't really have one. And then I kind of realized, well, I did put them aside and mm. I kind of did my own thing. And like, <clears throat> well, how did I get back? And I always was trying to think of that. And I was like, I think it was Laura. Like, Laura yeah. really made me go like wow, I want that, like, easygoing joy because I was so depressed and sad and, like, not really living the life I wanted to live. And I think a lot of Christian kids deal with that. Like, I know Mm -hmm. for me, I did too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, I wasn't a drug addict. I didn't, like, do I end up in jail? I mean, like, what's my story? don't be knocking on Don't be talking about me. (laughs) I think that's a good point, though, is, like, for me, you know, I hear my mom's testimony when I was younger, and I'm like, well, I don't have a dramatic story like that. But you know what? I remember somebody telling me, um, God, I think I was in my early 20s, and I, I felt the same way. And I remember them telling me, actually, your story is amazing because the fact that, you know, your journey with God and your faith has endured through, you know, all of your teenage mm-hmm. years to get to your 20s mm-hmm. and still want to be you know, with Christ and, and still continue a relationship. It, it that is, that, that is an amazing yeah. testimony, oh, an amazing yeah. testimony. It doesn't mean you haven't fall, fallen off and yeah. had your moments, but, yeah. but I think it just shows everybody. Like, I feel like a testimony is truly just a personal story of how God showed up in your life. Mm-hmm. And like, that is exactly what it is. So it's like, right. whether you have a big dramatic story right. Or it's as simple or a as, journey. Yeah, or mm-hmm. it's as simple as like my personal testimony is how I was able to get my own apartment and like how I was able to raise that money and like then you know God did this for me. Like I feel like any kind of situation you can turn into mm-hmm. a personal testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I think what's really important for the listeners to hear is, and you can attest to this too, as moms, you know especially in Christian homes. We want our kids to be this one note. Yeah. Like, oh, if I do all the right things and check all the mm-hmm. boxes, my kid is going to be great. Yeah. And it's like as soon as you see this faltering, you get you panic. Right. It but it it's about you. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh my gosh, I've done a horrible job as a mom. My kid is off being crazy or she's lying to me mm-hmm. or she's secretive or she's maybe she is doing drugs or maybe she is doing this or just you know, like completely what you didn't have planned. But I think Dom can attest to the fact that like, I knew Dom had to go and find her own journey. And if that journey was going to be super hard, I knew God had brought me out of a hard journey and I had faith in him to know I would cover her every day in prayer and just say, Lord, like she is yours. If you have to take her down a dark, deep road, so be it and pull her back out. Yeah. And there's so many times that I've talked to, you know, mothers who are struggling with their kids. And, and I remember telling them, you know, like, I, you know, I'll never forget God 
very clearly told me they aren't yours. Like yeah. these, these are right. not, I, these are gifts to you yeah. and I've given you to raise them, but ultimately they're mine. And so I think sometimes as parents, we want to hold on so tightly. And that's a really hard place to come to as a, as a parent, because mm-hmm. you do, you want your kids to do the right things and yeah. you want them like they're a reflection of you, you know, yeah. but I mean, even yesterday we had a conversation with Karen Hagan and she was mm-hmm. saying, you know, gosh, I, my parents are great parents, but at the same time, there were things we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you like now, as you grow and you, you know, one day become a parent or, mm-hmm. you know, you get married and become a parent, you're going to want to do things maybe differently than we did. And mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty in it all is that we're yeah. trying to teach you, like, you don't have to do it like a, you can do it better than us. Like you should be doing it better than us, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that actually brings up kind of like my favorite verse is the Isaiah 43, like one through four, where he mm-hmm. says like, you are mine and like, you are going to walk through these hard times, but I'm going to be right there with you. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's a good, um, probably a good verse for parents to even just like mm-hmm. cover their child with is going like, you know, you're his and like, he's going to be next to you. And like, God, I'm going to pray that you are going to take care of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you'll be next to them 24 yeah, seven because you can yell all you want as a parent totally. and scream and shout or hold on tight yeah. and think that you can control it, but you really can't control yeah. and you don't want to control. This is a thing is that if you are a Christian mom and you have the faith of God, why is it that we don't have the faith in our children mm-hmm. that God has protected our, that he has a hand mm-hmm. in protecting our kids? Like, why is it that we have to hold on so tight it really goes back to ego of yeah. like, we want to show everyone, look at our kid and put them on a little trophy banner. Like here they are. They're so perfect. My kid is better than yours. Listen, every kid goes through yeah. their struggles, some more than others. Um, I feel like when Dom would, I, I walked Dom through those yeah. like hard years. And I, you know, let me tell you as a parent with your child, 3000 miles away, when they're calling and crying and you're like, I can't jump. I can jump on a plane and save you, but I knew in my heart of hearts, baby girl, time to grow up. Yeah, yeah. Time to grow up, and so I would be gentle with her, but I would also tell her, "You got this." But it was always really. I think it was really good because you always allowed that open door for her to have conversations with you, and so you were able to have tough conversations as a mother and daughter. And I think that's so important because I think a lot of moms just don't want to hear the hard stuff, right? They want to hear like all the good stuff. Yeah. And there is a growing process. I oh, mean, she would being... call me sometimes at midnight, like going out to this, I'm mm-hmm. on a subway going to, and I, my mama heart is like, Oh Lord, You're Jesus. Like, Great, I'm never like, going to pray. sleep. I know. I'm like, please stay on the phone until you see your friends. Yeah. I just want to talk to you. Just like, just keep yeah. talking. I'm like, what is she doing? But this is the thing is like, She's an adult yeah. and she's got to figure out and, and you're going to make stupid mis- Like now she probably would look at that and be like, that I was, like, was so I'm sitting here right now. Like that was stupid. So that stupid. was stupid. Yeah. But, but it's like, you have to go through those things. And the fact that she trusted me enough to call me at midnight, cause she knew deep in her heart of hearts. Oh, I kind of need my mom right yeah. now. Well, and I think that's the funny part is, you know, and that's part of my testimony is I always say like, God is with me through everything. Like, there were certain things I didn't do because I would kind of be like, oh, I feel like the I should check, do this. Yeah. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, don't do it. So then I'd walk away. And, you know, I think at that point I realized like, okay, God is seriously with me every mm-hmm. step of the way. But I think the other problem is too, and, and even people looking outside in is they go, 
well, if you're a Christian, everything's going to be perfect. You're not going to go through any struggles. And it's like, no, you are. And so for me, like when I decided, you know, I'm going to like give my life back to the Lord. Like I'm going to keep following again. I moved back home. I dive deep. You know, I I was like super into my Bible and and I was still kind of not, I felt like I wasn't right. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. I was still on these weird stepping stones. I mean, one, I'm coming off graduating college, so you're 22, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I doing in my life? I have no career. Where am I going? What's happening? Mm-hmm. I'm moving back home. I'm living at home. I'm not living on my own. You know, so there were so many different factors in there, but I also was sitting there going, but I'm following God every step. Of the- why is my life falling into place? Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't things going right? I don't understand. And I think when we, when we see all that, we go, okay, well, like, if we're a Christian, like, it'll all be fine. But it's not. Like, he's always going to have us kind of go through a little struggle here or there. And, mm-hmm. and well, we struggles make you grow. Out. And I think, totally. you know, growth is, and we were talking about this yesterday, too, about mm-hmm. just how, you know, even as people is in leadership positions and roles, like, you have to constantly be telling yourself, like, how can I do this better? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that that's, that's one of the things that I believe that God does challenge us with. You know, he, he doesn't expect us to obtain perfection because then at that point, like I said, we'll be in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, he wants you to learn those lessons. And sometimes like, you know, you'll get a lesson over and over yeah. and over again. And you're yeah. like, okay, God, what are you trying to tell Got me? It. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do it right this time. I swear. Yeah. This time it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's why I, I still feel like in a weird way, I always say like, well, your testimony is still happening because, mm-hmm. and it's never going to be complete because one, you're never going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but each, each chapter brings different lessons. Yeah. 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 And I just, yeah. and sometimes you repeat the same chapter over yeah. and over and over. <laughs> well, and it's even what I said, like a couple podcasts ago, I was like, you know, sometimes I'm vending mission Christian. Yeah. Like, look at me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still following God from the very beginning, but there's still times where I'm like, Oh, like God, give me this prayer. Great. Okay. See you later. Like, love you. Bye. (laughs) You know, like there is points where we get through that, that little, um, like season of life where we just were in this kind of like vending machine Christian, um, aspect and then it's like we kind of move out of it and we go okay let me dive deep and about okay even i think that's because there's everything that it's just kind of going along Mm -hmm. well everything's going right yeah and so everything's going right and you're like this great this great this great and something happens and you go boom and you're like oh i I need jesus i need (laughs) jesus i need some jesus yeah yeah no totally i i do believe that i believe that people really do have you know, I see people all the time. They go to church once, you know, their car gets repoed or, you know, whatever. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're like, Lord, I need a car. And then God yeah. gives them a car and then they're back and then to they like, like don't then do they're, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, don't I think consistency anything. is key in your, in your relationship with like anything. Consistency mm-hmm. is key, right? Like you can't have a relationship with your mom if you're just never call her, or, you know, it's yeah. just, it works right. the same way with God. Like God wants to deepen your relationship. And um, yesterday we had so many, ama- we two amazing people that we interviewed and, um, you know, they were just talking about like, just really connecting with God on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Like that's a really important thing for us to be doing. And so you've learned that and you're learning that and it's not going to be easy. You're still going to learn it. Yeah. I think that's a great point is you always have to work on your relationship. Mm -hmm. So whether it be a friendship, Mm -hmm. a spouse, you know, 
whatever, it's like you always have to work yeah, on that relationship. And mm-hmm. God is that number one relationship. And that's what I always, uh, you know, a lot of the, the different like Christian influencers, I always hear that like, you know, God is your number one relationship that you focus on. Mm-hmm. And I totally believe that because I think when you're not focusing on that relationship, that's when a lot of different things are going wrong. Um, and even like personally, I know that like, I wasn't focusing totally on my relationship with God when I was dating my ex. And I was like, I think that's kind of where some things went a little haywire. Is like my relationship with God was just like falling through the cracks. Like I do it every so often. I'd like read my Bible every so often, but it would be very rare. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I don't have a, a relationship to focus on. So I'm only going to focus on this relationship with God. But I think it is going to change no matter like if you start dating someone or if you go to marry someone, mm-hmm. your relationship is still going to have to change a little bit because you can't put your full focus into God, you know, 200% like you did because you're not alone anymore. Well, I think too, is when you do end up getting in a relationship, a lot of times, like when you find that right person, you know, and, and I, I think dating is important because mm-hmm. I do feel like you kind of figure out what you do and don't want in a relationship. But I think when you find somebody who meets you at that spirit, same spiritual level mm-hmm. as yeah. you, where, you know, I mean, I know like for Nina and Roger, like they do devotionals together. They take the actual time to do that together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful because I wish, I mean, Jason and I didn't even do that when we were first married and we do now, but it's hit and miss. Not, it's not even as regular, you know what I mean? But I love that that's the foundation that they've set. And, and to me, that's an example to me, like that makes me feel like, dang girl, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. But I think, you know, in dating, you do have to look for that person that has the same kind of spiritual Moral mindset that you do. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual because I mean, you could date somebody who's just really way up here and then, <laughs> you know, you're like, wait, hold on. Let's, cause I believe in a spiritual balance. I yeah, do. Yeah, and I yeah. you know people may disagree with that, but I don't No, I mean, that's, it, that's what happened. I mean, our spiritual levels were just mm-hmm. way different. And it, that was something that we always would come back and fight on is mm-hmm. we're like, we're really different on these, this one. And I even said one time I go, we're fighting about the number, the thing that is supposed to be number one in our lives, mm-hmm. and that's God. So why are we fighting about that? Like, why are we together? Mm-hmm. Like, if we're fighting about the thing that's supposed to be number one, because we both agreed. We were like, God is number one in our life, and, you know, our spouse or our um, partner, that they're number two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're both fighting about number one. Yeah. So if we can't even get past number one, right. how are we going to get to number two, which is us? <laughs> yeah. My dad used to say that some people were so heaven bound, they were no earthly good. Oh, and I used to that's, that. a good, that's a good quote. That's a good quote, right? And I, I think that's so true because yeah. it's like sometimes we get, you know, we can get, we can over spiritualize things, yeah. which one, detracts people from wanting to know the truth like know you know know the to go deeper in their relationship because who wants to be like feeling just because I think when you're so overly spiritual you just feel judged right right? like that's what it feels like and so I feel like you know if we can really have a balance and I'm not saying like you have to compromise because I don't believe in compromising either but I think balance is key like Mm -hmm. you have to know like where to step you know, like I can have a super deep spiritual conversation with Phyllis because her and I mm-hmm. kind of are on the same level, but I probably can't do that with somebody that I work with or, yeah. yeah, or yeah. a friend that maybe doesn't quite believe the way I do. So, yeah. you know, you just have to really show the love of Jesus. And yeah. I think yeah. that's important. Well, and it's also about knowing when, like knowing that you're going to mess up every single day, mm-hmm. like you are not perfect. And like every single day you are going 
to make a mistake. And the next day you're going to have to ask God to forgive you of that sin. Or in that moment you ask God to forgive you of that sin. But you can't carry that burden. And I think that's what I kept missing. Like when I decided to bring my life back to the Lord is like, Mm -hmm. I kept being like, what's wrong? What's missing? Like I'm diving deep into my Bible, but I'm still feeling like super guilty and like, Mm -hmm. or I'm feeling just like judged or whatever. And it's like, yeah, because I'm still carrying all of that guilt and shame and burden. And I'm like, okay. And you're doing the works, but you're not doing the deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're doing, you're checking off all the boxes, Mm -hmm. but like, where is your spirit? And then you go, okay, well, well, God has it. So it's great to say, right. You can say like all the different sayings until you're in it. (laughs) God God has it. God can take it. But are you really giving Mm -hmm. it to him? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I've realized has changed for me lately is I've been like, okay, I'm going to make a mistake. You know, I may say the wrong thing. I may do the wrong thing. That for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the next day, you know, it's kind of like, it's always the joke within the Christian community. What would Jesus do? Right. But really like, what would Jesus Jesus do in that situation? So if I mess up, you know, yesterday I messed up and today I'm about to do the same thing. I have to sit there and think like, okay, should I be doing this? It's not about like doing better. It's just about realizing the mistakes and seeing Maybe God wouldn't do it that way. Well, and Maybe as you do that as way. you delve deeper too into your faith, you you also get that gut check where I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. you know the whole the Holy yeah. Spirit really convict will you. convict you and check you. But it's hard for the Holy Spirit to do that when you're disconnected from mm-hmm. your ma- from God from your Maker. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like until you till you do dive a little deeper, it is hard to to go there. You know, to go okay, well I. I don't feel good about that. Like I don't, you know, it's like your conscience is telling you, stop, don't do that. You know, it's that little inner voice that God (laughs) puts in you. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So Dom, any, um, last question, any advice for, um, a young person seeking to go deeper with God? Like, what would you say would be like the first step in doing that? I think the first step would be to, you know, buy a Bible. It sounds so weird, but like... Uh, and the Bible ain't born people. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I've been reading it from the beginning of mm-hmm. Genesis. Okay. I have to say this one. Like there's been so many verses and I've just been like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like, and I'm just oh, sitting he's here. opening like, your yes. eyes. I know. And it's like you're reading from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. but, but truly when I was in New York and I was sitting there going like, I'm calling myself a Christian, yet I don't have a Bible. So I think that sounds super weird, but the first thing I would say is go buy a Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I went to Barnes Noble. Obviously, right now, that's not really, you know, can't really go out, but... um, Can order online. Yeah, so I actually, I'm I'm just going to plug them real quick. This is not sponsored or anything. I just really like the company, but um, Dayspring Cards is like a whole Hallmark Christian... um, company and they sell bibles so i just bought a a christian standard bible Mm -hmm. i think it is and even that i was reading it the other day and i was like oh this is just so good like it's just different you know like there's it's a different message it speaks your language yeah because most of the time people buy the niv they only had like king james when i was growing up no i'm just kidding five million different versions out yeah. there now but yeah seriously i mean like they sell all these cool different bibles and so i bought one from there the other day and but really when i started to like go back on that path mm-hmm. i was like i need a bible and even if i wasn't reading it at least i would be able to maybe look up a verse yeah you know maybe maybe hear of one in the passing and then be like okay like let me let me see it oh great close my whatever yeah. 
So, I mean... In journaling? Yeah, journaling. Yeah, I mean, like, I... See, I'm not a huge journaler. So, like, it's it's really hard for me to get into. So, the only reason I've been doing it lately is because of um, Stephanie Mae Wilson that I must yeah. have mentioned mm-hmm. before. Which she's really good if, like, you are a newbie coming into it. I feel mm-hmm. like she is the perfect person to follow um, and buy her devotionals. And so, for her, she has this prayer journal. And so, I've been doing that. And then there's another prayer journal she has that's called, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like really cute. And, um, prayer journals are important because you can go back and see what God has done in your life. And and I think people miss that part of it. Like people go, I don't like to journal. And I'm like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like some amazing writing. Like, and that's what I always think of it. Bullet point. It has to be like super detailed. And even her, her things, they just give kind of a little prompt Prompt. and then she gives three pages and I'm like, I have to fill out three pages. And and I'm like, no, okay, you don't have to. No, but yeah, I mean, there was one writing down the verses you like. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one prompt that she said, like, um, I, I think I flipped through the end and then I kind of was like looking at one of them and it said, go back to, you know, this one. And it's true. Like you Mm want to go back and see what you wrote and like Mm -hmm. where God answered your prayers Mm -hmm. and to history. Yeah. 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 It's a mini history, but yeah. So for me, it's, it's hard to even get into because I'm also not a writer. So like, I didn't really love to do it, but, um, especially with this day and age of Instagram, like go follow Christian accounts, like Mm -hmm. find the the different Christian accounts. Yeah, Find your people. I think that's Mm -hmm. really important to find your people. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, not everybody is, um, not a, there's not somebody for every, I mean, there's not yeah. everybody for somebody, right? Like, yeah. what am I saying? What am I saying? <laughs> I know, I know, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just that, find your people. I'm like, not no. everyone's going to like, like you. you. Yes. Not like everyone is like this yes. person. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Hello. Um, no, but it's true. It's like, you know, you might like a certain person and mm-hmm. I may not. And yeah. that's okay. And it's I think there's tribe. different, I think there's different levels to yeah. um, Christian, you know, faith too. Like, you know, people that are just coming in the faith, they probably can't handle somebody who is like speaking way super yeah yeah, that might not be for them but it's those baby steps and I think we tend to like get into this judgment place where we're like well you don't do this and you're not believing the way and it's Mm -hmm. like you know what God is using all different sources of ways and people to come into our lives. And so we just have to be open to it. Oh, I can tell you a story of judgment. (laughs) We don't have time for that. I I have one specific memory where I'm like, I was so judged being a Christian because of, and it was from another Christian. And I'm like, seriously? Like, yeah. why, why do we do this? Like, it's just, yeah. everybody love each other. <laughs> I know. No, it's true. And I, I, I do believe that, that, you know, we have to be sensitive when it comes to how we judge our other brothers mm-hmm. and sisters in Christ and, and the ones that aren't. Because yeah. it's like, you know, really, what would Jesus do? I yeah. think that's what it comes yeah. down to. So thank mm-hmm. you for being on today. We you're appreciate welcome. it. And thank you for sharing your story. I oh, think you're you're that was Dominique. awesome. And I hope... That encouraged a lot of our young people, you know, to continue in their faith and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to walk that journey and that, you know, God loves you right where you are and he wants to see you develop. He doesn't want you to see, see you staying where you are. So growth is important. And, um, thank you for just sharing your heart with us today. Yeah. Thank you guys. And thank you 24 Carat Tribe for being on today. We hope that you will like, subscribe and share and also follow us on 24 Carat Conversations podcast. And until next time, 24 Carat Tribe, spark along. Bye. Bye. Bye.